If you want to reach the developer community in a meaningful way, you need to identify the values that you can provide for them and not think about what product or solution you want to market to them. Virtually Live, the podcast is back for season two. Every week, we'll get into the latest and greatest in marketing and specifically event marketing, audience engagement, and brand experience. To guide us through that, we've invited event professionals and marketing leaders from various industries. In this week's episode, Kaltura's Chief Revenue Officer, Navia Zaria, talks to Laura Heisman, VMware's CMO, about the exciting world of marketing to developers and why it's so important for almost any digital business. Let's go. Hello everyone, my name is Navi Azaria and I'm the Chief Revenue Officer for Kaltura and I'm coming to you virtually live from Kaltura's offices in Tel Aviv, Israel. And today I will be speaking with Laura Heisman. Laura is the CMO of VMware. Laura's day job is to market to developers, but it's not really a day job. It's her passion, it's her expertise. And knowing Laura, She's so passionate, and I love speaking with passionate people. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Laura. Laura, where are you joining us from? Hello, I am joining you virtually live from VMware's headquarters in Palo Alto, California. That's amazing. Looking forward for our talk. I was literally waiting for that session. I'm sure that our audience are excited, at least as much as I'm excited. And maybe I will go straight ahead into your passion and into your expertise when it comes to marketing to developers. So tell me, what does it really mean to market to developers? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question and it's an interesting one because you actually have to start with, you don't market at developers. That's the most important point. And I get asked this all the time. It's really about creating communities and so, when working with and, and really targeting developers, the question really you should be asking is, how can I help, not how can I market? And that's really the important point. And if you want to reach the developer community in a meaningful way, you need to identify the values that you can provide for them and not think about what product or solution you want to market to them. So it is a with, it is a with the community perspective that's really important. So it's not really about marketing, it's about providing value, added value, and really asking yourself how you're going to help the community. Um, I'm not sure that developers are your only target audience. So why do you feel that developers are so important for you? They might not even be the one purchasing your software. Yeah, so... Uh, VMware has a long-standing history in enterprise software, and we have customers of all audiences. Uh, developers is part of that. And my background is enterprise software and developers, and I get to bring both of that, marry the two of them, uh, when I came to VMware. And, and developers are really at the center of everything, is my point of view. All companies are becoming technology companies, and behind every great enterprise and every great app out there, there's great developers. And so they're building our future innovations and they're working together to solve the real technical, the real business, the real societal problems out there. 
And so even if indirectly, they are undeniable influencers. And that's why it's important that you think about developers because developers want to love a solution or a tool that really helps them with their work, helps them be, um, be productive, helps them with their own career progression. And if companies can make their developers happy and productive, they'll, the companies will want to invest in these tools that developers want. And I want to be sure the tools and products um, that I work with are loved by developers. And it's the influence of developers and everything that they're doing that make it so important. If you capture them um, as part of their productivity and what they can do, they want you and therefore companies want you. First, I love it that you speak about love so many times, <laughs> right? Uh, in, in a marketing answer. <laughs> uh, but I think the tagline that I take is every company is a technology company and, and you're really speaking here about the transformation and we're going to soon speak also about your, your largest event of the year. We're soon go, going to get and touch that and keeping our audience engaged also about listening about uh, 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 what you guys are doing in VMware Explore. But before that, I want to give you a little secret. I'm also a software developer. So <laughs> although I love sales and I'm running sales, I spent four years right in university becoming a software developer and developing for a, a, a large part of my life. And you probably know that developers are kind of unique characters, right? And I would like to, to hear your opinion of what set us apart, right? The developers, right? What, the, uh, what our goals, ambitions, uh, what our pet pieces developers? Yeah, well, I love that you're a software developer. There I go using that word again, because it seems everyone's a software developer. I wasn't until I joined GitHub, and then I learned how to code myself. And while no expert, I could say hobbyist. Uh, it was part of the culture and part of the community. And having that knowledge uh, and understanding really helps you connect more with the bigger developer ecosystem. And I think about the old myth that developers are coding away in their basements, they're individual people, and nothing could be farther from the truth. The developer community, I mean, look, you know, here you and I talk, are talking from across the world and people are joining from around the world. So many people that are either developers themselves, enterprise professionals or hobbyists or whatever it might be. And it's a really diverse and tight knit community that wants to help each other out. It's interconnected and they rely on each other to be able to be successful because it's all based on what they're building for open source and inner source communities. And there's a reliance on each other. So it really is, if you wanna know uh, developers, they, you want them to be able to trust who you are. They want, you want them to be able to value your products, but you can't treat developers like every other enterprise buyer out there. Uh, and it's knowing that it's not this individual, but it is part of a larger community that's helping everyone, their business, as well as through open source and other means, helping um, people around the world. I can tell you that uh, VMware customers, we included, 
are lucky to have you there and developing that community for us. And, um, you know, we are speaking a lot about events nowadays. Uh, and I was wondering, how do you think about event for developers? Is that kind of, uh, has any kind of unique characteristics, unique concepts? So events are a great way to interact, no question about it. And after the last couple of years of being void in the world of in-person events, we've really come to appreciate the value of human interaction again and, and human connection. And with any audience, the context and the tone, relevance, all of that should be tailored to the specific needs of the audience. And really, there's no one size fits all. And that's very true for the developer community. When I think about developers, events should be tailored to their interests, to their preferences, to the type of speakers and communication style. It's, it's the opportunity to interact and share uh, amongst developers and engineers. And really talking heads will go over like a lead balloon. Um, and events, developers want to be able to learn and be trained and if you design with elements that are in particular for the developer community, you'll earn a trust in that partner. Um, and you also, I would say, one of the biggest things is you can't think about developer events as being a day three or an add-on to an event. No one wants to feel like they're the add-on or they're the B-list. Uh, and when events get scheduled, and there is often a day three, which is targeted towards the developers, and you want to flip that because developers are core to the business and you want to make them a priority and tailor your, your event to them, make it part of the priority by making it part of day one, by making it part of the entire event and really focus on the importance of developers. First, I, it's, it's amazing to hear it because, again, being a developer in the early part of my career, I think that was day four, actually, not even day three. And you're flipping, <laughs> it, you're flipping it all around. Uh, so maybe we can speak a little bit about your latest event, right? And uh, uh, VMware Explore. And I know that this year uh, you led a rebranding and uh, Kind of you turn that event all around. And by the way, it's the first time since the pandemic that people met in person. I'm sure that that was a great experience. And I think that was the first time that you guys ran a hybrid event. And that's not trivial at all. So a long question, but how did you keep the uh, attendees engaged in both fronts and the physical experience and the online experience? Yeah, so it was wonderful to be back in person. We're all craving it. Uh, and I think one of the biggest misses during the pandemic was that ability to see industry friends in the hallway and be able to network together. So VMware Explore made a very big comeback this year after three years of being all virtual. And it was designed to be community focused. And it was about macro topics as well as being deeply technical so that we could have something for everyone there. And that included expanded audiences. That's why we came back as VMware Explore after many years of being named VMworld, because we have made a progression and have uh, new offerings, new products, and really have evolved as a company 
And we wanted to be sure that all of our audience had something there, including developers. So VMware Explorer was reimagined to really think about how we serve our customers, unique business challenges, and the cloud complexities that our customers are dealing with. And coming back face-to-face, -face, it was incredible. Uh, and we also did need to think about the online experiences and making sure we were offering something for everyone in ways that we could. So in-person, very new types of programs this year, like Q&A stages, stages and uh, rewards programs and popular uh, uh, hands-on labs, things like that. And then online, making sure that our customers were able to see um, the gen sessions and as well as follow-up programs, uh, where give, we were giving everything for on-demand uh, access as well. And really, I have to say that VMware Explore, it's a season. And so we're in this season. We started with VMware Explore US, but it doesn't stop there. We've also had VMware Explore Brazil and VMware Explore Europe, Singapore, China, and Japan. So we are going around the world and offering in-person as well as some hybrid programs that go along with it. It uh, sounds amazing. And you know, VMware being a global company, I wouldn't expect less, to be honest, than seeing you all around the globe and bringing developers and IT personals from all over the place to, to watch those uh, amazing sessions. And I was wondering, I think you guys had about 10,000 people coming to San Francisco. That's a pretty large amount, uh, even in US terms. Uh, but I was wondering also about the sizable group that came online. Do you have any specific characteristics to the one who attended the physical and the one who attended the online experience? Yeah, we are definitely in the world of and, so that it is in-person and online. Hybrid's an interesting word because you can't do one for everyone. You need to have a good mix for in-person and online. So we recognize that there was a period, we're in a period of transition and our community is diverse around the world and we need to be sensitive to the needs of our broader community. Not everyone can come back in person. Not everybody wants to. Some people absolutely only want to be back in person. So we knew people were itching to reconnect in person, but some prefer the online component. And I have to say, we were overwhelmed by the positive feedback from the first in-person event in so many years. And we're looking to make it better for future years. There's no question. I think that we look at all events as how do we keep improving. Uh, and we had over 10,000 people in the US. Uh, and then we also are holding our regional events around the world. Plus, we are live streaming the keynotes and parts of our programs so that our online communities can join us. Plus, we have an on-demand on program and we have an explore on the road program for our sales team and our marketing teams to be able to continue the program. And so really how we interact, how people interact, how some people can interact, it has changed. We all know that. And there is no one 
way to do everything. And so we want to serve our customers however we best can and however they can interact with us. Sounds like an amazing season. I don't envy your uh, itinerary. Seems that you're going or you traveled all around the world. And uh, I told you earlier when we spoke a little bit that uh, I envied you for being just recently in Singapore in Formula One. Uh, seems that you're a global traveler. Uh, but I do want you to, I do want to ask you for a career advice. We have uh, amazing marketeers in our audience. You had an amazing run. What an amazing career. You started in communication. You mastered communication, right? You went into enterprise software, working with Citrix, with GitHub, as we spoke about earlier with developers. Now with VMware, you're working with the world top brands. And I think many people look at you and say, we want to be Laura, right? We want to be the CMO of a global brand. We're doing such great work, eh, 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 such a great work. So, what is the best advice that you can give our audiences? Some of them just starting their career. Some of them are already running marketing uh, in the different regions or even for global companies. Well, thank you, first of all. And I won't always say that global travel is as glorious as it sounds because <laughs> it is very nice to be home with the family. And I am not traveling to every single one of our VMware Explorers programs or I would be on the road way too much. And I do love my family. <laughs> uh, but it is nice to be able to visit with people around the world and see them in person and get perspective of what's happening around the world because things have changed over the years. Now, as far as advice, uh, I am a big believer in strategic communications and that strategic communications is the glue between customer innovation between business potential and talent opportunity. So strategic communications is everything between customer business and our people. Uh, and then I would say, I really think about it as three core values of leadership that I would share. One is active listening. You need to be informed to make the best decisions. Active listening is key to that. Asking questions, asking why. Uh, Second, I'd say human potential. It's a very valuable asset, which in includes an important element of, of empathy. And I really believe that empathy during the pandemic was the most important value that any leader could have and show. And that continues today. And then I would say that also community. No surprise to hear that from me community being the most impactful tool that you can have in your marketing toolkit. So everything that I've learned over my year, years, I take that with me and I try to share that with my teams as well so that we can be successful together. Chris, it's an amazing career advice. I can tell you that I took it and I listened very carefully and I totally agree with you in many of the items you just brought forward. I've learned a lot from our conversation. I, I love the fact that you said every company is a technology company and developers are really the core engine which are driving that transformation within the company. And you can't market to developers. You need to bring them value and you need to create that love relationship within the community and allow people to collaborate and share and share with empathy as we just spoke. And I really love the fact that you speak about amplifying the people's potential because I totally agree with you. The potential 
of people is just amazing. It literally has no limits. And by working together, we can move mountains. So with that, Laura, I would love to thank you. It was an, a, great, a great experience. I really enjoyed that. I would like to thank you in the name of Kaltura, in the name of all our audience. It was a great, great session. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in Virtual Live 2023 next year and hear about VMware Explore 2023. It's probably not going to be only one season. It's probably going to be a year-long event. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope everybody enjoys some of the tips that we talked about. So thank you. Thank you, Laura Heisman and Navi Azaria for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in. To give you a little taste of what's coming next week, here's seven questions and events with Coursera's Chief Enterprise Officer, Leah Belsky. Welcome to Seven Minutes in Events, seven questions in seven minutes with industry expert Leah Belsky. No time to waste. Let's go. Question number one. Uh, Leah, what's the one thing you want your attendees to get out of your events? I think for us at Coursera, you know, our mission is to allow anyone anywhere to transform their lives with learning. And so we want the appendies of our events to become part of the broader Coursera ecosystem and, and figure out how they can collectively advance this mission. What's your favorite way to engage with your audience? In collaboration. You know, I love when you get into a discussion or an event presents a challenge and then together with people across the table, usually virtually over chat, we're together, we're able to engage and solve something together. Who would your dream keynote speaker be? There's no restrictions. So it could be somebody from the past, somebody that you don't know at all. I have a seven-year-old daughter and we've been reading a lot about um, Malala Yousafzai. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, but I think right now we would both dream of being able to see Malala speak and, and to talk about her journey. Absolutely. I was, uh, my, my daughter's also seven years old. I think she's having a, a, a movement now. She's dressing up with her and reading books about her. So She does a good job. <laughs> Which trend in virtual events are you most looking forward to? Virtual events that include design sessions online. Um, that are using all sorts of Jamboards and chat tools and, and Slidos and quizzes to allow a group of people to collectively create something together in the context of an event. I'm noticing a pattern here, Leah, which is great. What's an event marketing pitfall people should watch out for? I think one of the biggest pitfalls in event production is people don't think deeply enough about what the purpose of the event is. Is it about thought leadership? Is it about marketing? Is it about community? Is it about... Um, professional development. And it's so easy because so many events have been on kind of rinse and repeat for years to not get down to those fundamental questions. And that's why you end up having a lot of events where you show up and you're like, wait, why am I here? And then suddenly you're pitched. So I think that's the key. Be really clear about the purpose of the event and what business metric you're trying to drive. What's your go-to source of personal development? for anything that you're doing professionally? Um, so two things. One, I do take a lot of Coursera courses, um, but that that's certainly a biased answer. But I think the second thing is I learn a lot through LinkedIn and through my professional network and for learning about what they're reading and how they're thinking about their careers. Um, and so I'd say those are the main sources that I use. Do you have a shout out to another event professional, somebody uh, in your world that you'd like to say hi to or give a shout out to? Um, I would like to give a shout out to Kim Kalbeck. Uh, Kim is our chief marketing officer and she is 
the owner of the brand of Coursera and I think is the person who has inspired so many people across governments and universities and, and, and companies to come together and figure out how to reinvent learning. Um, so she's phenomenal. Thanks so much, Leah. This was great. Thank you, Sam.